0: I bought a Wii U game. Here, that's a good uh-huh. topic. What'd you I get? I bought a Wii U game. Oh, let me guess. Okay. Please guess. Guess every game.
1: <laughs> this is the only thing I could possibly think of is, uh, what is the Capcom game with the Wizards? Monster, Monster Hunter. Nope.
0: I have considered that. I don't have the I time. I have two. Uh, it's just, yeah. Uh, Mario? No. Uh, uh, let me just spoil it for you guys. It's Jeopardy. Shut your mouth. My uh, my little sister-in-law was over here, and she thought it would be fun to play Jeopardy, so I paid $50 oh uh, for Jeopardy. Now, here's for my question. Yeah. It was put out by TSQ. Well, Where'd that money go?
2: Give me your answer yeah. first. Yeah, the, but, answer, yeah, the yeah, answer. The answer
0: is into a dumpster somewhere. <laughs> 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 i don't think the thq
2: failed because they took the money that they got that we spent on their games and then threw
0: it away no i think that there's no organization to accept this money anymore so nintendo says calls and says hey we have a check for 48 dollars from justin and they say just throw it in the dumpster The
2: the npd for that game is just a box that says justin in it this game sold justin
3: back Roy and I know the best thing of the week is that voice That's I'm Griffin this is like this is just how I normally talk um I'm, I'm, my name is Chris Plant um and I know the best thing of the week
1: my name is Ross Frustick and I know the best game of the week
0: this is okay. the besties where the four of us best friends sit around the coffee table in my um, in my den and we talk about the best things in gaming
1: Ooh. maybe it's the best oh, game so maybe hot it's
2: the
0: best mechanic oh. I'm sorry oh. let me turn down the
2: Frushtick, can you blow, blow on my coffee for me?
1: I can. I can warm has, it.
2: Frushtick has the coldest breath of the four of us.
1: Oh, you want? I thought you wanted hot right. breath. You
2: know, it's no, no, confused.
0: no. He said the coldest rhymes. He has the coldest rhymes. Right. Yeah. Why it would you, you want your light. rhymes? Why would you want your rhymes to be cold? Just like ice cold, you know. I guess that's
2: true. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of ice-related rappers. Very few fire, fire-related rappers. Do you want me to list them off? Walk a flock of flame. Shit. There's one. That's just,
0: the one. God.
2: This, this show should just be called, hey, uh, Hey bro, I, I melted your theory down.
0: <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about the best stuff in gaming. Who wants to kick it off this week? Who's got something I will. good? Hit me.
1: Uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but a game came out a couple weeks ago uh, called Bioshock Infinite. Oh, it's Final. been in, Infinite, what? Yeah, Bioshock Infinite. It's been in development for the last uh, few years. It's actually a sequel to Bioshock, which was another game that came out a you few mean, years ago.
0: I mean Bioshock 2, of course.
1: No, actually, there was one right before that. Um, it was also set in an underground, underwater city, so I, I, I can see why you're confused. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one before Bioshock 2. It was actually just called Bioshock, and uh, this is sort of the uh, continuation of that storyline.
2: Okay. okay. How many big
1: daddies? Um, how many big daddies in, in Infinite? hmm Infinite. Whoa.
2: Okay. That's a Yeah. I, oh, my God, the title of that game just clicked for me. Finally. Oh, that's probably
1: it. a spoiler to say... Uh, what the title means yeah it means infinite big daddies okay um so i wanted to mention this game because what's the best sorry
2: you're supposed to say a best thing oh yeah this is about to turn into a fucking hour and a half long dissection
1: that's true i'll I'll get to the best one so this is the best example that i'm a fucking crazy person when it comes to completing a game okay um did you do the 1999 mode yes no (laughs) i did
0: how could you
1: okay so here's what happened before i left for gdc um i got a debug version of the game on ps3 and played through it so i had all like the knew the story and all that stuff i just put it on normal and finished it and then i left and while i was gone my girlfriend wanted to play it so she played it while i was gone but again to reiterate how insane i am i had her play it on my account so that when i got back I'd be, she would have unlocked infinite mode or 1999 mode. mode. Yeah. And, and then I could, wouldn't have to play through it again on you, normal to unlock.
2: You are a crazy person because you can just input the Konami code. I know, I didn't know that at the time. Wow. Whatever. Wait, what? You can't? Yeah, and yeah. it unlocks it without you having to beat it. Not that if you play that game as 1999 mode as your first playthrough, you're out of your fucking mind and you're playing the game incorrectly. You're I would I would out. also
1: agree with that. So that that sort of leads me to my uh, sort of discussion about 1999 mode. I remember when it was a, a, originally built, it was described as like hearkening back to 1999, which was the, the year that System Shock 2 came out. And I feel like for those that have played System Shock 2, they have very strong feelings about it. One of the core tenets of that game was that like decisions you make are hugely important like how am i going to spend this one whatever the units were of character customization this one unit that i have and if i pick the wrong thing i might screw up my character for the rest of the game it was like super super hardcore and that's originally how 1999 mode was built that it was like really all about making those tough choices uh apparently throughout the 15 or 16 years that Bioshock infinite was in development that concept didn't really pan out because the end result is just really hard mode plus they take money a hundred dollars away from you every time you die and if you have no money they make you reload a checkpoint um but i beat it anyway
2: i thought it was supposed like i thought i remembered hearing that it was supposed to be like a almost roguelike-esque yes like if you well
1: I, I mean, I just remember, the, like, again, they just described it repeatedly as System Shock 2e. So you beat not. it.
2: You beat it. Yeah. I, I fucked with it for maybe 15 minutes and was like, this doesn't— see-. The first time I died and, like, all my monies was gone, I yeah. just was like, no thanks. I, I, I appreciate you, but but I don't want to pursue this. Did you—I mean, was it especially excruciating? I'm guessing not because the game's only been out for— a couple weeks and you yeah, did it actually
1: already. wasn't. It wasn't that hard. I think a lot of people who just start it are really intimidated because the first, very first section of the game, which is the part where you don't have a shield yet and you're just oh fighting guys God. without a shield, yeah. is like by far the hardest part or close to the hardest part of Infinite or 1999 mode. Um, so I think a lot of people get scared away. Once you get the shield, it's still hard, but uh, it's not nearly as difficult as that sequence I think what bummed me out is that it, when I played through the game on normal like there's a, it's not a super hard game and because of that it encourages you to really mess around and like use all the plasmids and charge guys and really mess with people. On 1999 mode it seemed like the only way to really succeed without dying a ton of times and losing all your money was just to snipe everyone and like yeah. stay at like obscene range. Right. Halo. And, yeah, I mean, well, Halo. Let
3: your yeah, recharge. Right,
1: right, right, right. Kill it's,
3: Halo hide. versus
0: a lot more tactical thought. I think Halo is one of the is actually a good example of an FPS that like sort of forces you to think more tactically. I think uh, tactically, if you're really, especially on harder, if you're
3: good at it, <laughs> for someone like me who struggles with it, it's sit, shoot, wait for shield recharge. Oh uh, well, if you have sick, well, I'll, I'll say six. I skills. forgot.
2: Did you not? I thought that. Sorry, Chris. I thought you were like a no-scoper, like. Twitch, jump, Twitch jumps, uh, rocket leaps. You know. Oh
3: no, you confused me for Justin.
2: Oh, I forgot. Justin,
1: you're the no scoper.
3: Sorry, what is no scoper
1: mean? He's so good he doesn't even know what that means. I know,
2: he does it. That's the thing for wait, Justin. Wait, 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 all... wait, 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 There's a scope? Because he invented it. Yeah, <laughs> let's see. it's all preternatural for Justin, by which I mean he's an imbecile.
1: Um, well, I, we... I just want to mention, so, so the reason that I uh, played through this was not only for the achievements, even though I really like achievements, uh, I also sort of wanted to because I felt like I missed when I played through it originally. I missed a bunch of the recordings and other things, and I wanted to see if I missed any like big story beats. Uh, I didn't. You did not. Really.
3: Yeah. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over five million users and has helped save its members an average of seven hundred and twenty dollars a year, with over five hundred million dollars in canceled subscriptions. So, cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to RocketMoney.com/besties. That's RocketMoney.com/besties. RocketMoney.com/besties. I missed
2: a few of the audio logs and apparently they were goddamn important audio logs. Like I missed out on a lot of the uh, brother and sister's story. points That filled in that informed like they're tied to a lot of the other story points. And so I, that's one of the things I genuinely like about the Bioshock universe is uh, the, the series I should say is that, Typically, I think it does a really good job of giving you the story, like, in a natural progression. But also saying, if you want to understand a little bit more, you can go a little deeper and and look through the world to find, you know, clues that help unravel the rest of the story. And that is, like, that's that Sleep No More aesthetic that, like, I totally, totally dig. Um, But
1: Justin, by the way, Justin, Sleep No More is a uh, theater (laughs) production in New York City. (laughs) Uh, like
2: I, I dig that, but I feel like the balance was maybe just a little bit off and uh, maybe I am my, my view of this isn't so great because I arguably missed the three or four most important audio logs in the game. So like I had, I had enormous, enormous gaps in the plot that I just never really caught up to.
1: So did you miss where Columbia is resting on a giant rabbit? Because yes. that's a big one.
2: Yeah, that one was that one was important. Um, How early Mr. Checkers, early are we
0: getting here with the spoilers?
2: I well, we're not. I
1: just that was probably the biggest one is that Columbia is resting on a giant rabbit. Uh, yeah, exactly. No, I'm not going to spoil
2: anything. I'm just saying that the way that all of the characters are connected and the events that precede the game, a lot of that is informed by those audio logs. And there are some, a lot of them just sort of give you some background on the individual characters. The ones that sort of talk about how they are interconnected, if you miss those, like, good luck, man. You are you are going to watch the ending and not have a goddamn clue what's going on.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty brutal. Uh, I think it's more so than it was in Bioshock, where I thought all the, like, main story beat, like, recordings were very much on the main path. And then you'd find, like, some fun little side recordings. But for the most part, like, if it was important, you definitely heard it.
2: Bioshock, I feel like all of the recordings were all about the characters speaking about themselves. Um, And maybe there were a couple sort of about... um, Oh, shit, what was the main guy?
1: Andrew Ryan. Andrew Ryan. Yeah,
2: sort of talking about his, his origins. And, like, that was all very important. But Bioshock, within the first, I feel like half hour and I may be misremembering you pretty much like it's a city built under the sea and it it was you know a sort of super escape pod yeah exactly and like seriously all of that was was uh the player was filled into pretty much all of that very very quickly Bioshock Infinite it's it it's
3: not quite as um I don't know it's not quite as transparent About that stuff It's also because they bother to explain everything Like what's great about Bioshock Is like there's a city under the sea And it's an escape from you know Communism and capitalism and religion Okay good done Now let's talk about Andrew Ryan Well 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 Uh,
1: wait a minute Bioshock takes a lot of time to be like And then the slugs are actually DNA things That are in your body
3: That really goes into it
1: But they, they went into a lot of that Like nitty gritty stuff Whereas like Columbia They never explain how tonics work The concepts,
2: the concepts, though, and what I'm saying is Bioshock Infinite tackles, like, this story is much, like, can you guys really argue that it's, if Bioshock was as complex as Bioshock Infinite is? Like, I don't, I don't think you can. Like, I had so many questions about that world. Yeah, yeah, for the better. Like, that's my favorite thing about Bioshock Infinite is it's just, like. Dripping with lore.
1: No,
3: like oh, I mean the opposite. Yeah, I mean the opposite. The simplicity of Bioshock is significantly better. <laughs> really,
0: Bioshock allowed you to Bioshock. I think they they've got this thing called the. Uh, I, I forget who I heard say this. I think it was origin in in reference to the original Bioshock, where uh, something they repeated a lot it, in the build up to the game is the world is the story, like world environment as storyteller, and I exactly. feel like. In Bioshock, that's also the case in Bioshock Infinite, but the the narrative storytelling presented in the world is a lot less elegant than yeah. what you saw in in Bioshock. Bioshock uh, Infinite, by comparison, is very one note, um, and Bioshock is full of these like worlds that feel very much related to whoever
1: is in them, like, like yeah, Fort like Fra- you walk in an office right exactly or you walk in an office and you see like a ton of liquor bottles and a dude hanging off like from his neck on the ceiling and like a story develops out of that whereas in Infinite it's rare that you're like you might go into a store or something like that but it's rare that like in looking around the room you'll get you'll sort of build a story from what you're looking at it's more often than not it's just like very pristine and like it's just sort of like that's what a store looks like
3: yeah my my problem is most of the characters in BioShock the original one had it was good ambition it was good intentions gone sour you know they they really wanted to improve the world or improve themselves improve medicine and their like sl- slavish devotion to that you know ruin, it spoiled it but in BioShock Infinite it's just bad people are bad like, but every, everyone's pretty clearly bad, and the reasons they want things are because they're bad.
2: Right, and I'm I'm not saying that racism is good, so please don't twist my words, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying that that I feel like their intentions could be considered by their like-minded like, followers as being good, too. Like, when you show up in that world, until you get to that one part that sort of sets shit off, and then you are just straight killing fools for the rest of the game, until you get to that part, it's not a bad world. Like, you're looking around it Um, and, like, seeing something pretty pretty horrible. No, like, are you you fucking Like, when a barge pulls up and there's a barbershop quartet, you're like, oh, what? Look, these guys are probably lynch mob members like no
1: and 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 I... and a mother is saying to her son i'm sorry this is like the first 10 minutes of the game so don't worry about spoilers per se but a mother is saying to her son you know you got to watch out for those foreigners well like, yeah that's the... but
0: that yeah that's how america was before there when there was only white people in it it was amazing there was like guys <laughs> there were guys floating on barges Ken levine reimagines an all-white america that is a, a a wonderland
2: what I'm saying that's is... that's what I got from Bioshock, yeah, <laughs> the intentions are I felt like the same that they wanted to create a better world as fucking horrifying but what, specifically? what specifically
3: yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that that's what I think is missing because in Bioshock, it's like I want the freedom to improve medicine, but I can't because the ends would not justify the means in America or. Religion is holding us back, so we're stripping it away, or we can build it, it, there's what they want to create is there's a clear object hmm. in here it's like, well there's a white wonderland if we just put everyone else down. yeah and I don't understand why
0: Here is my question and please bear with me how How did black people get to Colombia now hold on, uh-huh if I'm black, I hear about this city in the sky or they're crazy mean to black people and someone's like, get in here, get in this chair, we're going to shoot you up there. I would say, no, that sounds whack. Like, yeah, or, I'm not going to do that.
2: Or if you're Irish or literally anything other than, like,
0: super, super, like the whitest. The like how would the, whi- Unless you're like the
3: whitest white person
0: why why would you go to
3: a city in the sky that you can't get off of do you know what would have been so interesting was if it had been other white people with certain other faults so the racism was literally like turning in on itself like that there will there will always be classism and racism and people will always find a way to distinguish lower from higher redheads well that's a part that's Irish
0: sci-fi is supposed to be right it's supposed to be like refracting our r- very real prejudices and, and very real social problems through a, a lens with which we can objectively sort of like look at it because it doesn't trigger that sort of like w- whatever hangups you already have about the thing.
1: Um, like that Twilight Zone episode with the
0: pig people. Yeah, precisely. Oh. Like, yeah, that's a classic example. Or, or you know, S- Star Trek with basically green people, anytime there's green people basically like but but with this fuck those greenies very real i mean they use actual societal issues that we're still kind of struggling with and it makes it a little harder to stomach i have i have to talk about and this is in the first we we hinted around the um the action that sort of kicks things off um and I and and I don't want to spoil it. So if you this is
2: this is about a half hour in A half hour in. So I so guess it's not we're sort deal, of we're sort
0: of well we're kind of. If you want to skip a couple of minutes ahead, I I will try to keep this brief. The very first thing you do, if if I had a bestie this week, I don't think it, this is my bestie, but best ethical quandary in a video <laughs> game ever. The very first choice you are given is whether or not you're going to throw a baseball at an interracial couple. The answer is no, okay? Like that's not a choice that's not a choice. You're not like weighing the various like ups and I'm just not going to no. throw a baseball at an interracial that, couple. You're saying
2: that, but Ken Levine knew that somewhere I don't want to cast aspersions, but it would be in Mississippi. There's a man who gets to that point is like, oh, "I don't know."
3: God damn. dang. I got,
0: they were right about these brainy games. This is, this is some
3: tough <laughs> shit. <laughs> that Michael Abbott in the brainy gamer sphere. <laughs> I wish
0: they would actually come to you like later in the game and say, like, just, just remember, earlier, you waited 7.3 seconds before deciding <laughs> to not throw a baseball at the interracial couple. What were you thinking about during that time exactly?
2: But if they had said, if you do that, then you'll get a hundred extra atoms. Oh, oh my God. Then it would be off Duck. to the races. Russ Froshtick, if there was an achievement, <laughs> if there was an achievement that, yeah. and it would be a public achievement. So everybody would know that you got it. <laughs> would you, would you do that in your pursuit for the, for the one K?
1: Could I re- reload the checkpoint to get you the couldn't. other achievement? No, 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 no. The disc would I'd snap have to in half. <laughs> Would is this achievement it? worth more points than the non-racist it's achievement?
2: It's worth 50 points, and there no, is no, no non-racist. This is the
3: only way to 100 uh, percent Bioshock Infinite. Right, that's
2: what I'm saying. Is the
1: have, go racist. You have
2: all of them. You missed one. Okay, you missed one, and so you get on 360achievements.org or whatever, and you find out what it is, and you go, "Oh gosh!" But you have 950 points. You need yeah. that last 50. You figure out how to do it. You turn the disc on. The guy's like, "Check this out." Let's see that. Let's see what kind of arm you got on on you there, um, Cal Ripken. He was a pitcher,
3: right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: What are what you sure? Do? Which, what you
1: do know do? what the funny thing is? I when I first played the game, I actually th- tried to throw it at the interracial couple just because I knew it was the opposite of what everyone else was gonna no, no, do. No, no,
3: just just because just because you know, like just you know, for science, I was just trying it out. Sure. <laughs>
1: Also, I hate interracial couples. That's Stop it already. Thing. Okay. Guys, enough already with the interracial enough couples. Enough already
0: with that. It's just, I don't know. It's kind of a cheesy, like, wh- what would you do? Well,
1: I know it was, it was weak and, and uh, it, there's no, and there are no real, like tough, quote unquote, tough choices in this game, um, which is kind of a bummer.
2: Well, the the quote unquote tough choices of Bioshock were also kinda of bullshit too. Like Yeah, but there was a super there good was... ending if you never killed any little girls and then right. if you kill one little girl, it's like
1: Yeah, I, and what if that little girl was a total jerk? Yeah. Which like never even discussed. Maybe
0: she what if she was like, I threw a baseball at an array, you like, Oh
2: shit. My name is my name is Rasfreshstick. <laughs>
1: i don't want to talk B. about Hitler.
2: my come here mr bubbles I, there's an interracial <laughs> couple over here i'd really like i to don't want to talk
1: about my childhood oh, guys. hold it's on a really second i've cool.
2: got to go record the besties <laughs> hey i'm a fun character
0: <laughs> i really want to learn the backstory on the guy that recorded the uh the circus of values um uh vo and also the what's the name of the one in bioshock infinite i forget did you guys ever use that? By the way, did you ever buy anything from that? I
2: never bought any health, ammo, or salt from that machine.
0: There would be no reason to do that. But in it's 1999 it's also
2: an achievement mode, th- for not I doing think, that. Yeah, in 1999
1: mode. Yep. Um, we should move on because we've yeah, been talking about my
2: there, best. Uh, we we could literally talk about Bioshock Infinite the entire time, and I guess it yeah. doesn't make any sense for us to cause, let's not I do mean, that. Let's not. A lot else. of ink has been on it. Um, my best this week is. You know, I was going to make a jab about the PS Vita, but you know, it doesn't deserve it. Best PS Vita game of the year. Best PS Vita game of the year slash the best mashing up of two genres that should not work well together is Guacamelee. Uh, Guacamelee is the new jam from Drinkbox. They did uh, Mutant Blob's Attack. That was them, right? Yep. Um, Guacamelee is a Metroidvania beat-em-up or a boom, boom um, A bump? kind of mixes it around, um, which sort of has all the constituent elements you'd expect from both of those things. So the combat is all combo focused. It's all about dodging attacks and, you know, laying down fat combos. Uh, and at the same time, you are, you know, learning new abilities. You are increasing your health and your stamina. You're finding unlocks. You are getting through gear gates as Tomb Raider Uh, coined the term uh and just sort of exploring this this world which is like absolutely gorgeous um and i may just be looking at it through rose tinted glasses because i'm just psyched to play something on the vita because i really really like playing games on the vita um but yeah it just it looks great the controls are great which really lends itself to the to the combo heavy
3: combat um have have any of you guys played it here's uh yeah i've played it but i i just want to talk kind of broad about it if if i'm sony right now right yeah and they're giving all this indie love um i buy Drinkbox studios and i throw so much money at them. yeah yeah absolutely I'll let them expand well but I'll let them but get a few projects going for you because they are they're
2: knocking out of the park but i mean they're knocking it out of the park now you know i don't think yeah. i think over investing in them and making them sort of Spread themselves too thin
1: would be actually oh, pretty terrible. Sure. Well, not only that, I, I'm, they I'm don't need to. I'm not talking like
3: Ubisoft overinvestment. I'm talking about like, make them capybara size. No, you know, no. Like... But
1: this this is the thing that uh, they don't need to. Sony's whole strategy right now, as they sort of triumph uh, trumpeted at GDC, was that they were going heavy, heavy, heavy into indies, and not just drink box all indies. Right. So essentially, uh, they're you know, as the finance people say, diversifying their portfolio. Right. They're, so they if are, you have a game that tanks, it's not a disaster because you have 16 other awesome indies. They are casting, casting a wide
2: net instead of, you know, going deep into one studio that's that's shown itself to be very promising. Which ultimately, exactly. like, I ultimately agree. Like, I want Dreambox to do very, very well because I think they do incredible work. And also, as I stated before, I want some more goddamn PlayStation Vita games. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I'm also psyched about a lot of the other pub fun stuff that's coming out. Yeah. So. Um, but
1: speci- but spif- specifically about Spliff? Spliff, <laughs> Are we partying? We are. We're partying. Uh, sp- specifically about this game, uh, the one oh, speaking to Griffin's uh, topic of discussion, um, I think a lot of people think of Metroidvania-style games as super fun to explore, but the combat is never like the driving center force no. behind these games. It's right. always sort of just an afterthought. You know, even in Metroid or Castlevania, you're whipping stuff. You're shooting stuff with rockets. It's not like super in-depth. Um, in this, you've got... A full suite of like combos and special attacks that you can whip out at any given moment. (laughs) Is Um, it worth
3: explaining what a Metroidvania is? Because I didn't know what it was. Like that term was unfamiliar to me until I started doing this job. Sure. I don't think it's hyper. Like sure. I don't think it's the most normal. Okay, it's
2: it is any it is any sort of game, and it can I guess it can really slot into any genre, but typically action RPG is. I think where it usually lands, and it is, I guess the defining thing is it has a large world you can explore, parts of which are shut off to you until you find a new ability that then lets you access that part of the world, which contains a new ability, you need to access another part of the world, or you can, another big feature of it is returning to places you've been with new abilities to like find treasures that you couldn't access at first because they were out of reach.
1: Yeah, essentially, Castlevania, Symphony of the Night, uh, or Metroid, or Super Metroid, any of the Metroids, pretty yeah. much. I,
3: I think it's interesting. I, I don't think that's a common term. And I think it's also interesting how many big games use that that people might not know.
2: Yeah, uh, um, like, I think...
3: Like, I mean, Batman being, a, I think... Batman
2: is the, the most- biggest... Yeah, Batman is... It hits that hits aesthetic to a big point uh tomb raider new tomb raider tomb raider did it tomb raider coined the term gear gating which i really like it's very
1: uh, did they coin that term i don't know No,
3: that's a very old term really Yeah, yeah i'm pretty positive
2: um but i don't know i think i think you're right russ i think what's great about guacamelee is the combat is great which is nice because you'll you know you'll discover a big room and then all the doors will shut off and it'll be like a big arena or since you're a luchador a wrestling ring that you you know can't leave until you kill everything in the room so just throw gobs of enemies at you that you then have to you know fight off without getting killed yourself um yeah the combat's really great the platforming is really really fun especially uh eventually you get the ability to sort of switch between these two dimensions um and then once you do that it sort of has uh what was that game not ikaruga but the uh the platformer that
1: Bubsy three D. Oh shit. Bubsy three yeah. D. No. Yeah yeah. 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 Like it
2: was one word. Once once Guacamele once the main character of Guacamele starts like making really fun puns. Like, Outland? Once he, once he yes, gex, Outland. Outland? Once he starts gexing. Once he starts gexing Oh man. Once he starts gexing poetic, it, it like the game really <laughs> takes off. Um no, yeah, Outland.
3: Guys, have you seen that new Smurfs two joint? Oh Jesus. Oh man, that game those looks great. Yeah. It look I mean, talking about like old games like Gex, it looks like a Playstation One game that you can buy on your Xbox three sixty. What awesome. game is this? Smurfs two, Ringe of the Smurfs Two is coming out this summer. For next gen or current generation <laughs> next gen it's oh the first announced xbox Seven Twenty. <laughs> ubisoft announced the next box by saying smurfs 2 will be the first launch game
2: they said we need something to fight against knack <laughs> in the in the mind space of young kids
0: you go get a phone you just want a phone talk to your friends and family you're not asking so much then you get these contracts Your new three month unlimited wireless plan for just fifteen bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's Mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to fifteen bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details.
1: This episode of the Besties is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Um, you want to talk about the fact that I'm growing a beard?
2: Yes, desperately.
1: <laughs> uh, so I, uh, when I went to GDC... Generally when I travel, I don't shave. Uh, I usually shave on the normal about once every four days. But when I travel, I sort of like round up and say, screw it. Um, and when I went to GDC, I didn't shave. And then right as, at the end of GDC, Plant made a comment saying, oh, you look, you're growing a your beard there. And I'm like, nah, I'll probably shave it. And I was like, and, and Plant was like, no, you should keep it. It looks God really damn good. Goddamn you, Plant.
2: Because it really only takes one. It really only takes takes one person. person. I got, when I did Movember uh, a couple years ago, um, I got one comment from somebody saying, I don't know, I think it kind of looks pretty dope. And now that poisoned my mind to, like, so deeply that now when I look back at pictures of myself with this pervert's mustache, I think, like... Yeah, like when we, it was time to get our polygon, I don't know if you guys remember this, but it was time to I submit a picture to get a polygon <laughs> portraits. I was like, I know what picture would be nice and representative of me permanently. Let's did, let's get this pervert pick and see what it looks like. I'll tell you what it looked like. I had a single brown <laughs> rhombus that looked like somebody had laid a turd across my face. Didn't translate uh, well to polygon. Was that
1: the one and only polygon portrait that was rejected and had to yeah. be redone? I sent it back
2: because I was like, I'm trying to establish a fucking brand here.
1: <laughs> um yeah. So I, I'm not, to be honest, super caring for the whole beard thing. Um I can't escape the feeling that there's just a shitload of pubes on my face. Yeah. But oh, is it
2: long like that? Is it like Norse? Are you yeah, it's Norse?
1: It's, but... yeah, it's coarse. Here's the problem. I I encouraged you before
3: your like stubble just turned into like just a bristly pube bush. I,
1: yeah, so that's where it's getting to. I actually ordered a beard trimmer so we're gonna see if that makes things better <laughs> i promised myself i would last a month uh so far i'm at 18 days okay uh, so do you have places so, do
2: you have places where it's just not coming that's my problem is that god no I, it's it's okay i want a beard so bad i tried for a couple of years there um when i was living in the harsh wastelands of chicago and then as soon that's as i beard moved to country. austin i shaved it right off and sure. i looked a billion times better yeah. So like you have yeah. that to look forward to. You're gonna look pretty shitty for a month, but then next month you're gonna feel so really good. Like, about what's yourself. up, face? I missed you. I miss you, face. You're so smooth.
1: But I don't know. It's not just Chris Plant giving me the props. A lot, a lot of people have been. I like about, it. What about I, your wifey? She likes, she likes it. She likes it a lot. Oh, that,
3: see now you're now you're screwed. Yeah, what about your kids? Do
2: you think when you shave it off, your kids are gonna be like,
3: "Where'd Daddy go"? <laughs> Do the kids
1: <laughs> lose their beards if I shave mine off? <laughs>
2: what? Yeah,
1: you have a family beard shave. no i meant sort of like a reality shift thing like uh twin realities altering Mm. the flow of time
2: we're talking about bioshock again
1: we are uh i want to talk my beard story let's talk about something else i want to
0: talk about my best of the week uh my best thing of the week is my best best easter egg that
1: is actually better than the thing it is hidden inside Okay. Oddly, I actually saw this in the email, and it made no sense to me at all. So Oddly, okay. Well, let me hip you to it. <laughs> um, no
0: ties. You could go right now, and get a game called Soda Drinker Pro. Got it. Okay. That game makes
2: me so
1: angry. By the way, I've gotten so many PR emails for that game. Makes it, it's it's amazing. So it d- makes
2: me angry because like it looks like something I could make now in Unity with the limited limited Unity abilities that I have. But this dude is getting, like, notch-rich off it.
0: He's getting, like, so paid off it, but here's Or Lady.
2: I don't know who made it. Who made it? Do we uh, know?
0: Uh, No, I don't know. Is it anonymous? It's, it's on Steam Greenlight right now, and I think Jesus. people are probably going to Greenlight it because that... because how could you not? But here's the thing about Soda Drinker Pro. It is a game in which, which has movement, and it has two buttons. <laughs> one to raise soda to your lips, and one to drink soda. And... The environments are terrible, and the whole time you're playing, you hear <laughs> someone you like, like a dis. What? you know, you're, do you even need it? In- every level is like drinking a soda at the beach. It's all about soda.
1: immersion. That's sort it, of. what... Does the, it impact the gameplay at all? Uh, no, it, no. It, it impacts your experience.
2: That's like the promise of next gen. Is hey, not you're still going to be shooting aliens, but now you're going to do it in environments.
0: Oh, um, so you, so you. In the distance, you always hear a voice saying things like, "I love this soda," and "I wish I could eat soda." <laughs> and then sometimes you get a, you find a bonus soda, and it says "bonus soda," uh, and that has no impact on the gameplay. But here okay. is the crazy, here is the thing about Soda Drinker Pro. Soda Drinker Pro is terrible. If you there's a rock on this, in the second level. If you stand near the rock for like 30 seconds, uh, the screen st- becomes covered in like white particles mm. and then the screen goes white and then a box appears that says, click to unlock Vivian Clark. Okay. You click the box and you get an email that sends you a download for a game.
3: <laughs> it's not even on the same as Vivian Software?
0: Clark. And Vivian Clark is, uh, is an astounding game so far. It's a 40-level, basically a demo. Um, and the it, trying to describe its structure would be sort of a misnomer. It would, like, be futile. But um, what you've basically got are WarioWare-style minigames where the things you interact with draw you into different levels so like uh when it begins you're basically a raindrop and the first thing that and you're you know you're trying to avoid clouds or whatever if the first thing you fall onto is a hot air balloon with a snake in it you're suddenly transported to that snakes mini game if the first thing you fall into is a spaceship that says space written on the side then you're transported to that mini game. It's all controlled with spacebar and directional keys. So you're you're being sucked from sort of world to world, and you can die. And when you die, you're transported back to this thing called the campfire, which lets you play a mini game to get back into your original game. And the idea is you're trying to find all the different stages it has. And it's like it's absurdist, but there are certainly like mechanics at play here. Um, and, and they actually launched a Kickstarter to make, you know, the full game. So basically, uh, Soda Drinker Pro is a is a Trojan horse, a Projan horse, if you will. They call that a backdoor pilot. A actually. backdoor <laughs> pilot. Exactly. It's like <laughs> the farm.
2: Um, I like that a lot. It's like the applesauce around the pill that you, you know, yeah. you describe Vivian, Vivian Clark. Is that it? Yeah. It sounds interesting, but not like i've got to download that interesting soda drinker pro is undeniable
1: yes yeah so i have so many questions to ask you justin hit me well, I, I three jump to mind okay number one how would you know to wait by the rock for 30 seconds you wouldn't that's why it's called an easter egg you okay. gotta get on how Google. did you personally know
0: i we got an email from the soda drinker pro people that says stand by that rock like basically <laughs> from their okay. pr
2: so so obsequious was
0: his Easter egg that he right. had to <laughs> out it. Among fortunate,
1: wait, I, I had he another actually
0: question. Outed it with the giant bomb. Yeah, what's up? Why is it called Vivian Clark? That is a, another great question that I. Have why is no it in... called Why is it called Soda Drinker Pro? <laughs> Again, who knows? I have no insight into these geniuses.
2: You know, I've been I... waiting 52 episodes to say the word obsequious on the air. Did I use it well right?
1: Doesn't no. matter. Nobody uh, listening to this show knows. No, obsequious means being super, super nice to the point of being obnoxious. What was
2: what? the word? It's I thought it meant to be
3: obsequious.
1: Mm. Wow. Well. Uh, anyway,
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, you Justin... can go get Soda Drinker Pro right now, and then you can secretly unlock Vivian Clark.
3: I'm I'm uh, looking at uh, Vivian Clark's Kickstarter page. Okay. Here's what you didn't mention. The artwork looks like the junk that you would draw inside your science notebook in like sixth grade, uh, but watercolored beautifully. So the art is kind of crappy looking, but it's full of color and really pretty. There's a really ugly star wearing a baseball cap, eating a starship while <laughs> wearing purple purple roller skates. Yeah, and then he runs into the mouth of a um, green monster and comes out its poo hole. Yeah. It looks really good. Drop the thing is, it looks much prettier than uh, Soda Drinker Pro, which might be the ugliest game I've ever no, seen.
0: No, Soda Drinker Pro is a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> a nightmare uh, uh, landscape of like not just bad design choices, but almost negative design choice. Um. Uh, so, uh, Vivian Clark is has a distinct. L- it is making choices. It has, it has choices. I, so
1: I have, a, I have a follow-up question. Okay. Vivian Clark has no relation to Vivian Clark, the gynecologist who graduated from Harvard University <laughs> and loves her dog, Emma. Uh, I don't believe so, no. So I feel really bad for this person because at present um, she is the leading SEO-optimized <laughs> name for her Vivian profile Clark. profile is about to blow up. I don't get it. where's the rain ghost I don't get
0: it. What is a starship <laughs> where what is a starfish wearing roller skates and a beret have to do with me?
2: I need to uh, that's a level. I'm looking this I'm looking might be for an ARG a, I'm looking for a local uh, gynecologist solution for, solution um let's see let me just Google this. well, this won't do um It looks. I need. I need uh, to be inspected down there. I don't need drawings of starships being eaten. I don't need snakes and
1: hot air balloons. I don't
2: need this. I need something else. I need something far more clinical.
3: Chris Bryant, what's your best thing? Uh, my best thing is the best mini game collection to destroy a best friendship, and that is the arena mode in uh, not Castle Crashers, Battle Block Theater. Did you get Which confused is... there for a second? <clears throat> oh, I did, because I'm so used to saying Castle Crashers for the name of the game made by these people since it took them, what, like 900 years to release BattleBlock Theater? Oh, yeah, it was like 30 years, 900 <laughs> years ago. Um, do you guys know what BattleBlock Theater is? Should
0: I tell you? I really don't. I mean, like, I, I've been aware of it, but, like, I actually don't know that much about the game itself.
3: Okay, so Battle Block Theater is a four up to four people uh, platforming game, uh, in which you like jump and you reach down on ledges to help people up on higher higher. The ledges. campaign is only
1: two people. We should mention. Oh, it's
3: only two. Okay, uh, yep. but you, yeah, you help people across these little uh, yep. block-based levels, uh, and that's pretty much it. I mean, there's it's it's very good, uh, but it's a platformer. In the it seems sense.
2: To, what is difficult to sort <clears throat> of. Um, to describe is that it is, like, this level design, and even its game design, is so modular. Like, it is called Battle Block Theater because every level is composed of blocks. Like, and that's really, like, that's really all the environments are, are blocks of different types that have different effects on the gameplay. So, like, when you're playing it, the, the game is very, very much the the core like gameplay loop is very much the same from level to level it's just all about sort of identifying how those blocks are laid out and how you are going to navigate them is it's, that yeah, it's like little that, big yeah, planet it's very it's,
3: much designed for a level it's, editor it's unlike little big planet it, it's purely platforming and it's I, I don't I, I don't think your little big planet comparisons. Really no, it doesn't there. hold up at all because Little Big Shut Planet is all up. about No, it's all about
2: drawing sort of you can draw complex shapes and you can do like you can program things into the environment. Yeah, Battle yeah, but, Block but only Theater's,
1: dorks do that.
2: <clears throat> okay. Well, Battle Block Theatre is like it's it's just about the blocks. It's just yeah, about it's,
3: building mazes out of these blocks or, you know. And basically using, like, the, you know, dozen or so available systems, like the bouncy block or the sticky block or the spikes and the various different enemies and putting them together in interesting ways. Yeah. Uh, so right. that's the main game. Uh, you can build levels and trade them with friends. It's it's very good. Uh, but what's better is the arena mode, which is probably. How many? Six? Eight? Eight different competitors? like modes. seven or eight. Yeah, um, and they are all over the place, and all of them are so well balanced, uh, surprisingly so. Uh, one of them is a basically a soccer ball is dropped in the middle of the stage. This is a two D, of course, and the goal is to grab the soccer ball and throw it into your opponent's hoop. Uh, simple enough. Another one, just is, like real soccer, just like real soccer. Um, another one is uh, each player has a horse. Uh, which is kind of like Capture the Flag. You run to their side, get their horse, and bring it to your stable. Uh, of course, most of the time, you're just beating each other up, preventing them from getting to the horses. Uh, where, where are some of the other ones, Prash?
1: Uh Yeah, so there's one where you're running through the stage, um, and like every block that you run over turns the color of your team, um, but it blinks, and while it's blinking, the other team can run in and steal your color and make it their own, and whoever has the most blocks colored by the end of the round wins, essentially. Um, sort of that Tony
2: Hawk uh, whatever. Yeah, but with yeah. less
1: grind and, and skitching. Wow, well, um, I've just lost
2: interest entirely.
1: <laughs> so I think that I think probably what's the most amazing is that even simple modes, like there's a deathmatch mode, Uh, relatively, you know, just like beat up the other guy and get as many quote-unquote kills are really well thought out to the point where, like, even playing with just two people, you can play with up to four in uh, Adversarial, but even just playing with two people, it's super fun and addictive and strategy-driven. They just, like, so fine-tuned each of these modes to, like, for example, in the deathmatch mode, if you punch someone or hit them on the head, you'll earn two or three points. If you actually kill them, you'll earn, like, 20 points. If you suicide, the other team will earn 10 points. So there's, like, this whole strategy into what is ordinarily like in most games. It would just be like, well, you kill them and you get a point. But they, like, really thought through each of these different modes. And more so than any other game I've played in a long time, maybe Spelunky felt this way too. It seems so perfectly designed for just, like, Oh, you have some people over. This is the game you would play and have a ton of fun at. It's like yeah. that spirit of, uh, you know, in the way that you played Mario Party and some of the better Mario oh, Party minigames. Oh, god, games, that kills me like, the way you say his name, it's Mario. That's his name, Mario. Mar- Mario. Mario. Not. Okay. Well, um, on
3: top of all that, it's made by the people who make Castle Crashers, which means it is this very cutesy 2D art. It's unbelievably charming. Things die in very grotesque ways. There's a bit of gore, but it. I don't want to say it looks like Looney Tunes because there's no blood in Looney Tunes, but it definitely has, like, this. I don't uh, think there's blood almost, in it. Like, almost like a Ren and Stimpy ish kind of feel.
1: Yeah. Uh, in terms of how it handles death.
3: Um, there only, is
1: a guy that melts from acid, and his skull is left over. Jesus. I've only played the uh, the demo,
2: but I I, I, I want to put more time into it. It's just, I, I, there's something about the way that it the platforming feels, which I know I'm probably, like, the worst person in the world to talk to about this because I do, like, really enjoy the little Big Planet games. but Yeah. Oh.
1: I know. I, I think, like... <laughs> at, at The platforming alone in those games is what drives me nuts, terrific, and I think this game right? does it a lot it's better. It's just
2: so floaty. Um, I don't know. I think when I, when I saw, like, trailers and stuff for it, it sort of harkened back to me. One of my favorite games like this that are sort of like these... Um, platformer fighting party games was ragdoll kung fu i fucking love that game yeah. um and i think i was one of the only people on the earth to like really get into it and enjoy it but you may I mean, be there was the those, best
0: person on earth at it
2: um probably there was like a solid two months there where like whenever my friends would come over we would we would get some ragdoll kung fu going because it did have like sort of those crazy like there's like a dodgeball mode that was I think sort of designed to just be an offshoot thing but like so many many games like it just became the core product for me Um, I don't know I feel like I feel like the the platforming feels so old school it feels like digital it feels binary it doesn't have that sort of floatiness and I think that you can go too far with that but I think that your platforming needs like just a little bit of that do you know what I mean like whenever you jump whenever you jump you jump to 200 pixels every time. You do have like
1: more it. control uh, in Battle Block Theater. Like you can do a little jump or a right. bigger jump, and I, like a right. That jump. wasn't the
2: best way to put it. You do have like depending on how long you hold it, and you. Can but it, it, it does
1: it feel like, like Mega Man, whereas like again the, the 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 extreme on the other side is Little Big Planet, exactly. where there's like so much control that it's just a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um. um I li- I like the how the jumping and the mechanics feel in. Uh, Battlewalk Theater, but yeah. I can get why some people would be a little put off. I need by to spend it. just a little bit
2: more time with it. It, it. Really, it may be that Little Big Planet is sort of poison, might because the the level design aesthetic and the gameplay are so like stand on different different ends of the spectrum that maybe that might just be why I, why I am
1: I don't know, haven't. But think, arena Mode is where yeah, it's yeah, at. Hasn't set my say. world on fire.
3: What I like about it is that I feel like there are very few games that I own or that even come out that. I can throw on the TV when friends are over that don't play video games, and everyone like, wants to play. Like, Even if they don't normally play, they're, they're one, their interest is piqued by how it looks, but two, mm. they somehow get the sense just watching it that like, oh, I could easily do that. And when yeah. they play it, they actually can. Like, It's kind of disappointing how few of those games come out that aren't on iPhone. Yeah, I mean, that's true. What are, we, what are we looking at next week you think Ugh,
1: we don't know it could Wait, be anything what's
3: our best what's what's the oh best yeah we of have to decide uh hmm. the best of all of these yes well I, I can say it's definitely not fresh six
1: no i think here's the key is we're not rewarding the best one i think we're rewarding the best argument the, best for the angle one that we the people brought wow. best angle i don't know um, guys, i
2: can't i can't put walk of melee down
1: yeah. Uh, I
0: didn't this, listen to anybody but
1: mine. So
0: that get kind of an I impasse.
1: did. You know what? I got to say, I think Justin is my pick. Thank you, Russ Frush dick. Vivian I Clark.
3: I th- I know, I think Griffin's mine. Yeah, I think mine is mine. You no,
0: you can't
1: pick
3: your own. I hate this angle of the show. I can't. <laughs> you got to
1: love important. it.
0: Competition. People wanted competition. Dude, we have abstracted competition out to its most, like, <laughs> nonsensical <laughs> we, are picking, we are right now comparing
3: the this best is thing fine is it anyway uh, I think, competition.
0: i think
2: bioshock infinite i think that i think rusted good with that i'm just so sick of that game getting lambasted by the it's got a fucking like 99 on metacritic it's got to be good <laughs> i mean that's science <laughs> yeah you no, got a 10
3: on our site how can you
2: argue i genuinely i don't i don't get why I ever like everybody's beefing on that game i don't get it it's super good game it is a good game it's I like the it. best game and everybody's beefing i don't know I about best guys. it's super i like tomb raider brawl
1: okay to... so vivian vivian clark the gynecologist
2: if you work for gamefly <laughs> can you put that in an envelope and send it to me i've been waiting for like a week i'm not <laughs> made I'm playing tomb raider yet
3: no. I've been oh, it's, man.
2: It seems like one of those single-player heavy experiences. I don't like dropping cash on that unless it has Bioshock in the title. You
3: are in for a treat.
2: I know. I'm excited.
3: Um, you know what? I think Justin won. Sure, yeah.
1: Vivian Clark, yeah. the gynecologist yeah. from Harvard fine, fine, that fine, loves fine, her fine. dog, Congratulations, cool.
3: Hey, guys, what's, your, what's up next week? Anything cool happening?
1: Um,
3: uh, I'm still
2: playing Defiance. I'm
3: Man, I need to get on that
2: yeah it's yeah you really do my review is gonna be going up soon but it's it's fun it's a fun one um i feel like there's a like a 3ds game or something coming out next week what's coming out russ are any good ios games i haven't played any i played Slayin' for a bit that might be fun to talk about
1: that was fun right you like slayin yeah i like slayin um badland is also really good on ios i'd strongly recommend that okay
2: well now okay why don't you put your money hat away (laughs)
3: <laughs> oh, and we, we got uh, we got Dead Island to talk about next week. Oh, no, okay. we don't, because it's not out yes, yet. we do. Yeah, it's next It's out the week.
1: 23rd. 23rd. Oh, crap. Dumb no. plant. 80. I'm going to forget and I forgot we'll, it. We'll figure it out. It. We, I don't think we need to decide now. We'll figure it out.
3: Yeah. Cool. Um,
2: thank you guys for listening. I, think, I feel like this is a good... I'm talking to the three of you. Oh,
3: hey, you guys know what you should do? What? You guys and everyone listening, you should go to the Webby Awards, which... I should get the address. And you should vote for us. For Besties? For, no, well, no, for Polygon. <laughs> <laughs> besties Aww. won't be nominated for shit, ever. Ever, <laughs> no. Aww. But we, Polygon is nominated for a Webby Award. We're going to drop the link in the post, and you should click it, and then you should go vote for us. we appreciate Oh, wait, wait,
1: it. wait. There was something else that I forgot. What? Apart from the Webbies, which is very important. Do you remember last week when I brought, I mentioned that some gentleman gave me a... Screenshot. Oh, you juicy. sussed it out. I sauced it out mm-hmm. because the creator—it's actually the dude who made McPixel. Oh, McPixel.
2: oh shit! Oh. Why wouldn't he it's, fucking
1: introduce himself to you? So, admittedly, he might have said his name, but it might have—I just might have forgotten.
3: Uh-huh. No, 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 no. Say, say what's the truth?
1: It's possible that I didn't fully uh, comprehend the name coming out. Why is uh, that? Cause, did you? Cause did you have an
2: Okay, not that you're <laughs> not that you're a, a huge xenophobe. That's not it, right?
1: Right. Anyway, uh, we all love McPixel, so uh, this new game is definitely something worth keeping an eye on. I still don't know what it's called. I I asked him again what the game is called on Twitter, and he still won't tell me. So. That's ARG. Sas Solowski or something to that effect, is his last Still name. can't get it. But on. S.O.S. is his first name. You would think so, if you're uh,
2: coming back to the show to talk about it a second time, you'd really, you'd really nail it down. But, but no, you're you you're a busy man. You're busy growing a beard.
0: Please vote first in the webbies Okay. Because, and we'll be back with you next Friday. For the besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best things? It's not great yet. We'll find it.
3: Besties.